So, welcome back to Autumn All Year Round, the podcast where you get to hear me talk about whatever I want to talk about for however long I want to talk about whatever I talk about. Anyways, let's just get into this. So last episode, I said that the only person I thought that was going to listen to this was my mom, which she did listen to it, as you can see right here. You got it right. Your mama will be listening to every episode as long as I know it's there. And it was great. I loved it. Keep it up. Bye-bye. So as you can see, I already have one fan and another person who listened to my podcast um, told me that they were offended that I shouted out my mom but didn't shout out them. And who was that, you may ask? That was my dad. So this is for you, dad. Thank you for also listening to all my podcast episodes. Um, And I hope you enjoy them. And also, he totally helped me with trying to get this whole thing more cohesive so that it makes more sense. So shout out to him. Hopefully this episode will be better with um, all the thoughts and opinions he gave me in mind. So with that said, I want to just say that... If you listen on Anchor, the podcast app, you can leave voice messages that I can add into episodes like I did with the one my mom added. So if you have something to say and you want to be in the intro and you're listening, well, there you go. You can do that. Another person I just want to give a shout out is my friend Grace who listened to my first episode and told me she liked it and that it was good even though I know that it was kind of a mess. So shout out to you. Thank you for that. And let's just jump right in this and get this thing going. So, for the first segment I'm going to do today, I thought I would just give a little update um, about what I've been doing since the last podcast because I'm pretty sure I recorded it in September. It is now October. It's officially spooky season. Best month of the year. Um, First, I guess I'll start with that. So, why do you ask? Do I think that October is the best month of the year? Well, first of all, it's spooky season. And we all know that means candy, skeletons, pumpkins, corn mazes. You can just keep going. Like orchards, cider, donuts. Like it's just the best. Fall is the best season. Like you really can't argue with that. It's honestly just the best time ever. But a couple of things that I think make October the best month um, are that I was born in October, which obviously just makes it so great. (laughs) My birthday was October 1st, and I turned the big 2-1. So exciting, 21, you get a new license, which was just a great experience, sitting in the DMV, waiting, getting my picture taken, getting it in the mail, realizing my picture this time isn't better than my picture last time, but is it ever better? Probably not, but you know, I had a good 21st. Uh, I took lots of cute pictures and that's really about it. That's what I did. I took lots of cute pictures for my 21st. Super exciting, right? But let's see, other things that make October great. Well, You have the 31st, which 
is both Halloween, which is great, lots of spooky fun, and also Reformation Day, uh, which is just great if you're Protestant, because if you didn't know, Reformation Day is the um, is that great, amazing day where Martin Luther nailed the 95 Theses against that door in Germany and sparked a whole change in the Christian world, which is just super exciting for me. I mean, maybe it's not for you. I honestly didn't even really know that Reformation Day was a thing until I came to Cedarville and I was like, ooh, it's Halloween. And my Bible professors were like, it's Reformation Day. So, kind of weird, but it's an interesting thing. Um, other things that make October great. In high school, Friday football games were always fun, and I feel like homecoming was always in October. So, you had like a good chilly fall game, and then you got to dress cute and go dance with your friends, which is always super exciting. Um, but now the exciting thing that happens in fall for me at Cedarville is fall break. It's just like, it's the best time to have a break in first semester, uh, in my opinion, because I'm getting to the point in my classes where it's like things are actually getting hard. You're not doing the easy stuff in the beginning anymore. So you just feel like you need a break. And then finally in the middle of October, it's like this nice long weekend where you can go home or stay on campus and just chill out catch up on work, have a good time, go do the fall activities that you do in October. So that's great. Um, something else I'm doing that's exciting this month is seeing 21 Pilots. Uh, if you don't know me and you're listening to this or you don't know me that well, I am a huge fan of 21 Pilots. Uh, I keep making a big deal that I'm seeing 21 pilots when I'm 21 and it's in October which is their home I'm in October it's in Ohio which is their home state um, unfortunately it's not a hometown show um, that would be in Columbus but I'm seeing them in Cincy but it should still be fun I'm super excited that's the 22nd so it's the week before Halloween so I have something good happening every week of October, except for the second week. I just have a lot of things to do, but it's fine because you can't have a good week every week, you know? You gotta concentrate on work sometimes, so that's what I'll be doing. So that's pretty much my October, over, like my overview of October, things I'm going to be doing. Um, trying to see if I have anything else exciting happening. But no, pretty much just that. But I don't know, I think October is a great month. November is nice because you have like Thanksgiving and things like that. But then for me, November, everybody just talks about Christmas and I'm like, y'all, it is still fall, okay? And then September is nice, but it's like really marked by starting school, getting classes, um, and buying school stuff and going through syllabus and in Ohio it's still super duper hot which is annoying that's a whole nother subject I could talk about but anyway that's my October so let's see what else has been happening in my life well I guess I said I turned 21, so I'm an adult and people I went to high school with are adults. They're either going to college or they're working different jobs or they're doing both. 
or nothing. You never know. But uh, recently, I've been getting really into anti-MLM, I don't know, not groups. I guess I've just been reading the anti-MLM Reddit, which is super interesting. Definitely recommend it. I've been watching YouTube videos about it, listening to podcasts about it, and I'm just super into it. And I guess if you don't know, an MLM is like the legal version of a pyramid scheme where the people at the top make lots of money and um, they get people under them to sell and then those people get more and more and more until there's tons of people at the bottom of the pyramid, not very many at the top. The people at the bottom make barely anything, if anything at all, and the people at the top get a cut from the people below them so they're going to make more money. So. Um, an example of this would be like LuLaRoe, where there was lots of people at the top that were making tons of money, but then all of a sudden, I'm sure if you um, are on Facebook or have friends who sold or bought them, you realize there was the market was oversaturated with people who were selling it. So at that point, at the end, um, this past year, when people stopped buying it, there was just too many sellers. And those people were buying lots of inventory because usually you have to buy inventory to stay in the company, um, but they couldn't sell it because there's too many people selling it. So at that point, they're not making anything, but they're still buying product from the people at the top. So the people at the top are still making money. So anyway, that's just kind of like a little snippet of what that's about. But my point of bringing that up is now that I am like an adult and my friends are adults and they're doing things like that, I am constantly having more people that I went to high school with or that I go to college with right now or I kind of vaguely knew back home trying to like sell me their MLM products. And like part of me... I want to support them but another part of me is just thinking like barely any of that money is going to go to them and in the end unless they really got into their MLM super early which they probably haven't because most of them I know have been around for a long time they're not gonna make anything and it's just gonna be a waste of money and I'm not gonna give them my money when I know that it's not really going to them it's either going to the people at to- on the top because they get a chunk of her sales or it's just going to those people on the top because she's going to keep having to buy inventory to stay part of the company. Which either way, even though she would be getting a little bit of the profit, to me it's just not worth um, putting that into the people at the top's pocket. But I know also just many of them aren't selling products I want. But I have had an influx like in the past two months of people reaching out to me. There was this girl I went to high school with. I think she was like a grade or two above me. I barely knew her, like barely. I probably knew maybe one or two of her friends a little better than her. And even at that, I barely knew them. But she added me on Facebook and I was like, this is kind of weird, but Maybe, you know, she's just looking for more friends at home, and even though I don't live back at home, maybe she doesn't know that or whatever. So I added her, and right away I got this message, and uh, she sells Arbonne, which I'm not sure. I know it's an MLM, but I don't know if it's like 
cleaning company or makeup and skincare, something like that. But she sent me a copy and pasted message that she sends everybody. And you might be wondering, Autumn, you don't know if that's a copy and paste message. It could have just been her with a little something she wrote up to write to you. But actually, I know that it's a copy and paste because she left in, hey girl, or hey, insert name here, and then had the message. So part of me wanted to channel the anti-MLM post and be like, yo, I don't want your MLM, stay out of my DMs kind of thing. But I didn't. I just said, hey, uh, you should probably check your copy and pasted message before you send it to people because they're going to think that's really impersonal or rude. And she's like, oh, thanks. I'm sorry. I didn't even notice. But I do sell Arvon if you're interested. And I was like, nah, fam, I'm not interested. So that was an experience. Um, but also on my Instagram, I am, everybody I know is selling Monet. And I know this is a very touchy subject because some people are like, it's not an MLM and the products are great, but I've actually heard a lot of bad things about the products and also heard that they had a lawsuit like last year, like recently, that people were using their products and losing their hair. And the company was just saying, that's detox, you know, you're just losing your hair so that new hair can come in. But like, if you're literally getting bald spots from a product, I really doubt that it's safe to use and that you should be using it. That's not healthy just don't do that just don't use products that are bad for you and don't try to sell them to your friends and I don't know I just it's a whole thing but for me the people who are selling Monet all they do is post about it to the point where it's like I follow you on social media to keep up with your life and to stay in touch with you. I don't want you trying to sell me something or trying to get me to be part of your group of girls who's gonna you know be girl bosses together and blah 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 like that's not what I'm into and I don't want to unfollow them because I think that would be rude like rude but at this point they're barely posting about themselves they're more just posting about their MLM and I'm just not really into that so you know I just think it's weird that you get to this age where all of a sudden these like weird things start happening to you like this because like in high school maybe if you followed some adults that sold MLM products or you went to like pampered chef and pure romance with your moms or something you didn't really have people reaching out to you personally or at least I didn't and it's like all of a sudden I'm an adult and all of my friends who are also adults now are like buy my MLM but I don't want to buy your MLM one I'm poor I don't have any money Okay, and two, it just doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know. I don't even have words to describe it. It just is so weird to me that someone who is selling this because they don't have any money is trying to sell it to other people who don't have any money or there's lots of people who sell MLMs and they see that they're not making money so they want to get people under them so that they can make money. But why would you want to get people to come under you so that you can make money off of them if they're supposedly your friends and these strong ladies that you think would be so good at selling this product. Um, this is less of like the people I know doing this, but more of just the MLM scene in general. Uh, if you watch YouTube videos about it or um, you read the Reddit, it's just really upsetting to me that people would do that. But, you know, people aren't great. So... 
you know, very, very disappointing. Um, there's actually a YouTube channel who does a lot of like anti-MLM videos and her channel is Kiki Chanel. I definitely recommend it. She has like, I think like 10 or 11 videos that I can think of off the top of my head talking about MLMs. So I definitely think that you should look into it. That channel name is K-I-K-I and then Chanel, C-H-A-N-E-L. Okay, sorry about that MLM rant. Uh, but now into the next segment, I'm thinking that we'll talk about music. So. I know this is going to sound weird in the middle of the podcast, uh, but if you didn't know, if you didn't listen to the last episode, I'm kind of just doing, trying the podcasting thing out as like a creative outlet kind of thing, um, just to have fun with. So this obviously from however long this episode has been from the beginning to now, and you're hearing this, um, you probably notice it's really unpolished, not very professional. Um, but you know, I'm just trying new things out and maybe along the road, far along the road, it'll be like this really good professional thing. But right now it's just kind of like me doing my thing. So I'm thinking 15 minute segments talking about things or like as close to 15 minutes as I can get. And then, um, probably doing a better transition in between segments and not like this, but since this is kind of early on, uh, I thought I would address that. So that's what I'm thinking. And I think that I'm going to talk about music next. So let's get into this. So lately I've been listening to a lot of music that I think is great for fall time. Um, usually my music that I listen to kind of fluctuates with the mood I'm in, which usually fluctuates with the season, but I've been really enjoying the music I listen to, obviously, or I wouldn't be listening to it. But this first band I want to talk about is Beach Bunny, and it's a female singer, and it's kind of like sad girl pop, I think is how she would describe it, maybe. But it's really good. I definitely recommend the songs Prom Queen and Painkiller. It's kind of like, it almost feels like you're watching, watching, it almost feels like you're listening to a hometown band play at like, I don't know, like a coffee shop or like some sort of summer festival you have. Like it just feels very homey and nice to listen to. Um, I don't want to say like a garage band because I feel like that's a genre of music, but it really just feels like you're listening to some people from your high school make music, but in the best way possible. Like it sounds good and polished and nice. It just has this like very personal feeling feel to it. And um, I think I brought up this band last time, um, the Backseat Lovers. I would say they have the same kind of vibe to them and I've been listening to them a lot too. Um, I honestly can't remember. I think I might have said something about them last mes last semester, <laughs> last podcast. Um, they're like from Utah. They're kind of like a small band. They're really good. They have about 70,000 um, monthly listeners. So if you want to check them out, I definitely recommend it. Um, they have a newer album out that's really good. But anyway, back to Beach Money. They have like over a million monthly listeners, I think. Um, so I definitely think you should check them out. They're both bands that are like very chill, um, nice to listen to. 
I don't know, it has such a good fall vibe to me, like all of their songs, because you just have this guitar and this drum and this like nice chill singer singing. Um, I would also throw Peach Pit in there too. Like they have a soft poppy sound with some good guitar bits in there as well. Um, I think I brought Peach Pit up last episode too, but maybe I didn't. Either way, they're still great bands. That's why I'm bringing them up. But something interesting I've been into actually is I was listening to some alternative playlists like um, that just was like Spotify made and this song came on and it was Truth Hurts by Lizzo but it was like a cover by this band called Moby Rich and I haven't looked into any of their other music so I really don't know if it's good or not but this version is so good like it's these two guys and they're singing Truth Hurts obviously um, but it's got like this cool like it's almost like, what were those CDs called? It was like the punk goes pop or pop goes pump or pump, pump. pop goes punk or punk goes pop or something where like um, alternative emo rock bands or whatever would cover pop songs. It has like that vibe to it, but not as much like it's not like emo or punk or anything like that. Um, but it's pretty good. I'm looking I'm looking at their Spotify right now and it looks like they have 101,000 um, listeners and monthly and it says that they're from LA for two a two-piece little band um, bold pop hooks and visuals uh, I don't know it doesn't really look like they have like a set thing. It mentions something about folk boy bandish feel. Um, I don't know. Really interesting song. Definitely look that up. I don't know about any of their other songs, but if they're as like boppy and fun as that one, I'm sure they're good. Um, but yeah, that's super fun. And then I guess just to add one more fall-ish band to listen to. I would probably add something like Isle Vista Worship, or actually, I'm gonna sound so dumb saying this. I don't know if it's, I would say it's Aya, I, I can't even talk, wow. Isle Vista Worship. But it's spelled like A I S L A. And I'm just feeling so dumb right now. Like, I think I might delete this segment. Maybe I'll keep it in and you're gonna be like, wow, she's really dumb. But I'm literally gonna look it up on Google Translate right now because why do I feel like I don't know how to say this? I swear if I have this wrong, I'm gonna sound so stupid. Let's see. It's saying Isla, Isla Vista Worship. I don't know. Oh my gosh, I'm so stupid. I have to I have to delete this segment. Actually, you know what? We're gonna do this thing. I don't wanna have to re-record everything I already said. So you're just gonna be here with me listening to how stupid I sound talking about this band. But anyway, whether I can say and read their band name or not, they're a really good worship band. I think they're from California. Um they have this new album, I, I don't know, it's not brand new, but it came out in 2019 called Soul Hymns, and honestly, it's my ultimate jam. I've been listening to it like crazy. I 
find myself just randomly singing their song Kindness from the album, like just randomly. I'll notice I'm singing out loud, but it's really good. Opened Up the Heavens is like an ultimate bop. Like I need to sing that in a church because I need to hear everybody singing that song because it's so good. It's so good. But honestly, it's really good. They had an album in 2014 that I really liked too. Um, and it has this song called, what is it called? Dancing on the Moon. It's really good. Um, kind of sounds ethereal when you're listening to it, but it's really good. Um, I definitely, definitely recommend them. So, so good. Um, if you like King's Kaleidoscope, I have a feeling that you're gonna like them. So definitely check them out. Um, but yeah, so I know I already said in the other segment that I'm seeing 21 Pilots this month, but honestly, I'm just so excited. Ooh, I'm so excited. Okay, so since I'm talking about music this segment and I still have some time to talk, I'll just talk to you about 21 Pilots. So let's talk about my favorite songs on every album. So I'm not gonna go, I'm only gonna go over official albums um, that are on, uh, what's it called, Spotify. Um, maybe at the end if I have time, I'll talk about some unofficial, in quotes, songs. But for the self-titled album, I pro I'd say that my song, I can't even talk. For self-titled, I'd probably say that either, man, it's such a hard decision, but I'd, right now, in my life where I am right now, my favorite songs on that album are probably Explicit Dan Demand for Proof or Air Catcher, which is really weird because when I first started listening to 21 Pilots and I listened to this album, one, my favorite song was Oh Miss Believer because that song made me cry. I just loved it so much. But my least favorite song was Air Catcher. But I don't know, sometime last year I was listening to it and I was just like, I love this song. Like it is so good. I don't know if it just hits me different now or if my taste in music has just evolved and changed or just listening to it more and more just made me realize I liked it kind of thing. But man, it is like, it's such a good song, um, but yeah, so. In Vessel, my favorite song by far is Holding On To You. I love that song. I have a poster on my wall dedicated to that song because I love it so much. Seeing it in concert a couple times was amazing, and I think they took it off the set list for this last leg they've been doing of the um, tour that was before this, like all of the festivals and things. Um, so if it's not back on the set list when I go to see them, I'm gonna be really disappointed, but I know they wanna change it up and I want them to have fun when they're performing because I think that when artists are performing, they're the best when they're having a good time. So you may not sing all of my favorite songs, but at least you are giving me a good performance because you're enjoying what you're doing. Um, so I definitely like that song and then, I don't know if it's cliche, but I love Guns For Hands. It's really good. Um, it's one of those songs that when you're having a bad day, you can listen to it and it just really like, 
I don't know, like makes, I don't, I, want, I was gonna say it makes you want to fight someone, but maybe that's just me, because I don't want to fight anybody, but it just gives me that energy, like the, oh yeah, I got this, I'm so cool, um, I'm so strong and mighty, I don't know how to describe it, but yeah, um, it just gives me like a good energy, I really like it, um, I'm blurry face, I've went through a couple different second favorites on this album, but my ultimate favorite, the first time I listened through it and everything, um, was Lane Boy. I just really like that song. Like, everything about it, the music video, the aesthetic, the lyrics, the song itself musically is just so good. Um, but recently, I was just listening to 21 Pilots in general in my life because I love them. I was actually listening to the vinyls. Um, I was just going through um, the vinyls I had and I have um, Vessel, Blurry Face, and Trench. And I was just going through them. And Hometown on Blurry Face just really stuck out to me. And I listened to it like every day this past week, multiple times. I don't know what it is. It's just sticking with me. It's a really good song. I remember liking that song when I first listened to Blurry Face too. Like when Blurry Face first came out, I remember thinking like, this song is really good. Um, it reminds me of some songs in Trench, like Hometown does. And I think it's just because it has, I feel like it has some of that echoiness that you kind of hear in like, oh, what song am I thinking? In Trench. Okay, I sound stupid. But anyway, it just has that vibe to me for some reason, but I really like it. So Trench, also, happy birthday to Trench. I'm either a little late or a little early. I don't know when this podcast episode is going to come out, but actually it's today, it's October 5th. That's when it came out, right? I'm gonna sound really dumb and like a fake fan if, if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's Trench's birthday. So happy birthday to 21 Pilots album Trench. But, so, my favorite songs on Trench, man, it's really hard because I feel like there's a lot of songs on Trench that I would listen to and I'd be like, oh, this is my favorite song. And then I'd hear the next song and then I'd be like, this is my favorite song. But even though, I don't know. Okay, so first of all, I'd have to say that for my number one choice is Leave the City. And I have heard a lot of people didn't like that song or they just weren't into it, which is crazy to me. But I always like kind of sadder, slower songs like that. Um, but yeah, I honestly think that song's just really touching and really, I just love it a lot. Um, and my second favorite would have to be Bandito. And actually, like I liked Bandito when I first heard it. Like I said, I like the like kind of slower, um, sadder, more emotional, I guess I should say, instead of sad, but like more emotional songs. Um, but what really made me love this was seeing that song live uh, last October, actually, right after the album came out. It was so beautiful, and Tyler does this like dancing thing. I actually have a TikTok. <laughs> I have a TikTok of me recreating it. It's really stupid, but like seeing him perform that song and hearing like the solo Felina part, um, again, if I said that wrong, I'm going to sound like such a fake fan. I'm like self-conscious about uploading this now. Um, 
full disclosure, I've liked 21 Pilots for a long time. I swear I'm not a fake fan. I just might be stupid sometimes. But anyway, um, hearing him sing that live was so amazing. Like, I had tears in my eyes, and I watched that recording of the live show all the time. Like, I love it so much. I really hope I get to see him perform that song again because I really enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, I think those are tied for my favorites. Um, like my number one favorite. So I'd probably have to say my number two is either tied, it's tied between Chlorine, Morph, and The Hype, which I know I'm just literally almost naming every song off the album, but I really can't choose. I honestly think this album is so good. Um, I personally hold the belief that like Vessel to me is my favorite album. Like the lyrics and musically, the vibe, like that's my favorite album. My favorite aesthetic is I'm really torn. I like blurry face for them, like the way they dress and things for that. But I like trench for me because I like the yellow and black. I like the red and black too, but I really like the yellow and black. Like my whole dorm room is yellow and black. Like that's the theme I kind of chose in like the green. Like I literally did a trench themed dorm room. But anyway, um, so that's like my favorite album, my favorite vibe. But this album like musically is so good like you can tell that he's well he's a mature artist but like you can tell he's really coming into being a full-blown artist like i feel like when he first started maybe you know it was more of like a hobby and an outlet um and now it's more of like this is what i do like i can concentrate on this and also since i'm talking about 21 pilots not that he would ever ever hear this podcast episode and neither would she but congratulations to Tyler and Jenna who are having a baby so exciting I literally cried when I found out because it's just so amazing but anyway back on topic those are my favorite songs from those albums Trench all I'm trying to say is it's a really really great album and if you don't like 21 Pilots because they became mainstream or whatever um, I think you should get over that and you should listen to them because honestly, I think their music has something for everybody. Um, it's just amazing. And I feel like their music has done a lot for me in my life and I think that's why I like them a lot. Um, there's only a few bands that I can say are like bands I'll listen to no matter what they come out with and 21 Pilots is definitely one of them. It's just great music great people making music um it's just really great so uh i went a little over on this segment so i should probably stop talking and i'm sure i'm going to talk about music in uh other podcast episodes because i'm just super into music like i just want to talk about it um so actually i'm going to go a little over this segment and say cedarville university has like a i think students made it but it's like an Instagram page where students go on there and they talk about the music they like and they make like a little playlist and they share it for people who follow. And my goal is to get onto that page. So I'm definitely gonna have to keep you updated because I need to make it on that page. But anyway, on to the next segment. Here we go. All right, so the next subject I wanted to talk about um, is the five love languages and I just wanted to talk about this because I was thinking about it today there's like no super deep reason why I would be talking about this I was just thinking about them 
um, and talking about it to my mom actually on the phone earlier today. And if you don't know what the five love languages are, it's this book that was written, obviously called the five love languages. Um, and you can take this like online quiz about it. And pretty much what it is, is it tells you how you best receive love. So like, I can't think of what the categories are. Uh, I know one is physical touch, uh, quality time, words of affirmation, um, receiving gifts, acts of service. I think that's all of them, right? Yeah, that's five. I think I said five. I wasn't counting. But pretty much you take this quiz and it tells you how you best receive love, like, um, so that other people can love you well, um, whether that's in marriages or relationships or friendships or whatever. Um, because, you know, in my opinion, if you're like friends with someone or in a relationship or whatever, you want to make them feel as loved as you can. So knowing somebody else's love language can help you understand what you can do to make them feel loved. Because you also have natural giving love languages. So like for me, I love to give words of affirmation to people, but not everybody's love language is words of affirmation. So a lot of times I'll end up like trying to love somebody through words of affirmation. And I'm sure they think like it's a nice thing for me to do, but that's, it's not really going to reach them as much as something else might. Um, for example, my love languages when I took the quiz were actually tied. They had the same amount of points for physical touch and quality time. So for me, the best way for someone to love me is to hang out with me and go do fun things with me or even like I just love sitting and watching a movie with someone or just lay, like laying around and talking about stupid things like I there's a reason I love talking on the podcast and like a reason I'm doing it it's because like I don't have a lot of quality time with my friends lately you know college is busy um, or they're just like making new friends and like making friends in their major and doing other things, working jobs, so they're busy, you know. Um, so for me, it's like I get to spend time with myself. <laughs> Sounds really lonely, but I get to spend time with myself and talk to myself, I guess. But it's still like a self-love for me kind of thing like spending time with myself even which sounds really weird but like when I sit and write in my journal I will feel really good about it like that's a good thing for me um in physical touch it really depends on the person and I wouldn't have guessed that was one of my love languages but then you know once I thought about it and like started paying attention to my life I guess it is something like that like I like when people give me a hug especially if I'm like having a hard day or they just come up and like bump into me or and I like to like lean my head in people from maybe that comes from me just naturally being shorter than most people but you know anyway um I just think they're really interesting and I love hearing other people's love languages because for me it's important for me to make another person feel as good as I possibly can make them feel so if I know your love language I can love you in the way that you receive love best which makes me feel good that I'm making you feel good, you know? So, um, my friend Alicia, 
she is a no physical touch person like she hates physical touch so once I knew that I know that I shouldn't when I feel like she needs some love you know I shouldn't just give her a hug or like pat her hand or something or whatever else I don't know like I know that's not good for her but if I didn't know that about her then she you know would just feel like not that I wasn't trying to comfort her, but maybe she just would feel like, oh, she doesn't know me well enough to comfort me well or something, you know? Um, which, this isn't personal experience, I'm just giving a, you know, um, example. I forgot the word, totally forgot it. But yeah, so I just think they're so interesting. So definitely take the quiz, figure out what your love languages are, um, if you're friends with me, or you just want to tell me, let me know. I would love to know how to love you better. Because I feel like a lot of times friendships and relationships don't work out because you feel like you're putting so much into this person, but they don't feel like it because to them, your giving love language may seem empty to them because it's not reaching into them because it's not their receiving love language. which can sound really selfish that you want people to love you the way you want them to love you but if that's just naturally how you are then <clears throat> you know why not get used to it so like my giving like I said my giving love language is words of affirmation but for me like people trying to give me words of affirmation just doesn't work like you can tell me good job you can do this you're gonna do great as many times as you want but those are just empty words to me and like in my heart I know that that person's just trying to be loving but for me it does nothing for me like you can tell me I'm gonna do great or um that I've got this or like um just encourage me and give me words of affirmation and it's really not gonna do anything for me you know but you know I don't know it's just it's just who you are so if anybody is listening and they're like I want to love autumn better just now you know spending time with me I like to go get coffee you want to go get coffee and do homework you know you want to go grab dinner at Chuck's? You want to go eat Taco Bell? I love Taco Bell. But on the topic of quizzes that tell you something about yourself, um, have you ever taken the Myers-Briggs or um, what's that website called? The 16 personalities test? Have you? It's really interesting. I honestly love hearing what people are because I feel like when you read it, even though not everything is going to match up with that person completely there's still like high points that will help you understand that person better um i think i'm just kind of all about trying to understand people better i guess but anyway i in high school every time i took it um i always got infj which is like the advocate or something but every time I've taken it since I've been at school, I've gotten, um, what is it, INFP, I think? Let me look. Yeah, so INFP, which is the mediator. So they're 
kind of similar, obviously. They're just one um, letter off. But I just thought it's so interesting because when you think personality, you're like, my main personality doesn't change, but like little things change about me. But I don't know, I feel like it's crazy to think that I was this personality type and now I'm this. And maybe I just didn't know myself as well or whatever uh, when I used to take it and I know myself better now. But it's just so interesting because when I read the things back then, I was like, I can see how this speaks into my life and how I'm similar to this. But then I took this again and read The Mediator for the INFP and it was like really crazy and kind of scary how much this is like me. And I know a lot of people are skeptical kind of like with the, um, with your star sign about how they're vague enough that, you know, something will reach out to you. But when I'm telling you like almost everything on this speaks into who I am, like it really is. It's like super close. It's really weird. So if you want to know more about me, I'm an INFP. My, I think I'm going to say this wrong, but my Enneagram, um, I think it's like a five but it was like some weird like five w's four or five w's six or something like that um i don't fully understand how that thing works because they don't give you like a great description when you do it i'm a five w six i just looked it up i'm a five w six and actually my types were tied at type two and type five. I had the same amount of points for both of them. So um, I was reading about it and it said, when you're tied, you should read both and then figure out which one you think personally lines up with you better or whatever, which I think I'm more of a five. Um, but I don't know. I think they're interesting, but I don't know a lot about them. So maybe I should look into them more and we can do a segment all about that. I love the memes that go with it because sometimes I see them and I'm like, literally me like that's me um which just makes me sound like a stupid white girl but it really does like there's this one <laughs> it was like type five um when they're going back to school and it's like the mom says you need to go out and make new friends and everything and the gif is like them being like disgusted at the <laughs> the thought of doing that because I'm the person who's like I want to make new friends and I love people like I love loving people but the thought of having to go out and like talk to strangers and become friends with them is just not good <laughs> like I always say weird things there's this post that my roommate shared um and then somebody tagged me in and it was so me that I was kind of offended but also I keep saying it now, but it was just this post, like a text post that said, I have to say weird things or I'll die. And that's literally me. Like for some reason in my mind, I like, I have a filter. It's just not good. I don't think because like in my mind, I'll be like, I could just be normal and say this, or I can talk about hoarders for 45 minutes. And then what do I do? I talk about hoarders for 45 minutes even though I know that's the weird thing to do I just can't stop myself I just have to do it or it's like um I don't want to be like sounding I don't want to sound like I'm not like those other girls type of girl but 
I'll literally sit down and talk about like cults and serial killers for hours even though I know that I just met this person <laughs> and I should be doing normal things but you know what in my opinion if you don't start off weird you know then you're just gonna catch them off guard later you just gotta start them off with your spicy weird self so that you know if they're scared and they they run off then oh well you know if they stay then that just means they're they're in it for the long haul you know um but yeah so all those personality types oh i'm a libra by the way i'm born october 1st obviously libra season is in full swing i don't know what that means for me but hopefully good things i'm not like into horoscopes or anything obviously but i will say that reading like the libra it's almost like a personality type but reading that it literally lines up with my Myers-Briggs type almost completely. So, you know what? Maybe that's true. I don't know. My constellation is cute and October is great. And I love to say that it's my season. So Libra season, you know, Libra gay. <sighs> the balancing scales, you know, I do like to see all sides of things. So that's that. So, um, yeah, that's a little more about me, I guess. I'm just talking a lot about myself. I must sound very narcissistic, but I swear I'm not. But maybe I am. I think maybe all millennials kind of are, you know, with social media and everything. Because I post a lot of selfies on my Instagram. Like, I'm not going to lie about that. I like when I take a selfie and I look pretty, or I think I look pretty. <laughs> and then you go back like two weeks later and you're like, that's disgusting. Why did I post that? But then I keep it up anyway, because then the next week I'm going to end up liking you again again so it's just a vicious cycle but I think we all are a little selfish and narcissistic and we should probably change that but you know social media social media maybe I should talk about that sometime that would be interesting I don't I don't think I have any like crazy thoughts about social media I enjoy social media but I think it makes me feel more lonely than I am because you know it's the conversation you always hear you see other people doing things and you feel FOMO even though those people are always doing exciting things and even if they are who knows if they're even having a good time or they're just doing it to post it you know but anyway um this segment is getting dangerously close to going over so next up our topic is podcast recommendation so get ready for me to probably say I don't really know how to explain it about a hundred times because that's exactly what I did last time and yeah all right so today for the podcast recommendation um, I'm actually recommending this guy who has several podcasts that I've listened to and a couple that I haven't. Um, and his name is A.R. Olivieri. Um, if I was just reading his name, I probably would have said it wrong. But in his podcast at the end, it always says his name. Um, so I'm used to saying it. But he makes non-fiction audio drama podcasts and they're all very immersive and interesting. Um, the first one I listened to was 2298 and it's very interesting. It caught my eye. 
to say the least, because the art for the podcast is very minimalistic and doesn't really show you what it's going to be about. Like, it's just this little laptop screen with this little interesting, I don't know, like, I guess now I know that it's like his company logo or whatever he works for. Um, But yeah, so it has like maybe 20 episodes in 2298 and it's this guy and he is working for this company and he starts to have these weird dreams and he's supposed to stay on task or whatever. Um, but he ends up deciding to follow these dreams in this mysterious bird. Um, it has just one voice actor, which, if I'm not mistaken, is A.R. Olivieri. Um, and it's so immersive. Like, not only did I feel like I was there, but I felt like I was connected in part of the story. It's it was very like sci-fi-ish, I guess, fantasy. I don't know how to explain it, but definitely down my alley. Very good. I would definitely recommend listening to that one. The next one of his I listened to was Magic King Dom, which if I'm not mistaken, still has episodes coming out. I'm kind of waiting to like binge the newer episodes together, but I listened to it because after I listened to 2298 about like four or five times within one week or something like that, I just needed to hear another one of his podcasts because it was so good. So this one is about this girl who was just a baby or a young child, I guess, when this um, apocalypse that I'm assuming Profile 24, I think that's what his name was, um, in 2298. I'm assuming he lives kind of in the aftermath world of that because it kind of alluded to that. But I think that his podcasts are connected. I don't want to spoil why I think that, but I do. And that's part of the reason I've listened to them multiple times is because I'm trying to figure out how things go together. Um, But anyway, this one's about this girl who, um, when the world had this world ending thing happen, she was at Disneyland um, or Disney World. I'm not sure which one. But so her parents lock her in this room so that she can stay safe. And so she ends up growing up there, living off the food she can find, and learning about the world and herself and language through Disney movies. And eventually she meets up with these people, and it's just the whole thing. It obviously has more than one voice actor in it. Um, But yeah, honestly, it's a really good podcast. I definitely recommend it. He also has a podcast called... I want to say, I don't have it in front of me, I want to say it's called The Great and Terrible, that seems right, and it's about this girl in the 80s, and she seems to have some sort of power going on, or something with her that's kind of like, I don't want to say extraterrestrial, but kind of odd about her, um, and I feel like there's so much more to that podcast than I know, Um, but there's something about, I haven't finished listening to it. I've listened to the first couple episodes a couple times because when I was listening to it the first time I was doing homework, so I like couldn't fully pay attention to what was happening, Um, 
but she seems to be connected with this other being somehow and something's gonna happen there um so yeah that's interesting uh, my the next one I think is probably my favorite one I listened to I've listened to this one a couple times it's called Limbo and oh man it's so good like it's this guy and he thinks he's dead um but he's obviously in limbo um and he wakes up and he's in like his one of the houses he grew up in his childhood and he's visited by people from his life from before um and it's kind of like you wonder if he's really dead or if he's really alive or what's going on um but yeah I think it's entertaining and also I felt like this one made me feel like I was there too like there's something about the sounds that Olivier uses to accompany the voices that just make it so immersive like sitting down and listening to especially 2298 in your headphones alone like in your bed in the dark makes you feel like you're there and you feel like it's really happening which is so enjoyable in a podcast I feel um not in all podcasts because I don't want to feel like I'm there when I'm hearing about you know some kind of cult or something well I guess well maybe I do because in a future recommendation you'll hear about something kind of like that but um like with non-fiction podcasts, I don't think it necessarily matters if it feels like you're there with them. Um, but with fiction podcasts, I feel like if you don't feel immersed into the story, it's almost, it just takes it down a notch. But all of his podcasts that I've listened to have felt so nice and immersive. Um, there's two that I haven't listened to at all. There's one that I don't know what it's called because it's a, um, what's the app called patreon only podcast and i don't have the money to uh support his patreon so it could be really good i have no idea i haven't even read about it so there's that and then he has this other one that i also haven't listened to just because i haven't had the time and it's called the easiest of all the hard things and let me see if i can find a little description it says trapped in a desert Oh, sorry. Trapped in a deserted island, Kelsey finds a cell phone washed ashore, shrink-wrapped and powerless. But is it a message? See, I feel like that description just shows you how, like, mysterious these podcasts are. And, like, can you figure out what it's all about? Or are you just going to be left, you know, wondering what it's about? Um, But, yeah. So, his podcast... Are really great. You should look him up on his website. It's aroliviere.com. That is spelled A-R-O-L-I-V-I-E-R-I. A-R-O-L-I-V-I-E-R-I. You can find his podcast for sure on the Apple Podcast app thing. Um, and Podbean, I think you can find most of them. Um, and maybe Spotify Podcasts. I'm really not sure. Maybe he's even an anchor. I have no idea. I listen to them... Um, through whatever links I found on his website after I found the first one. Um, I definitely recommend it. Even if you're not normally into this, you should at least pick one at random to listen to. I mean, obviously, I recommend listening to, like, 2298 
or Limbo first? Because I think those are my two favorite um, out of the ones I listen to. But yeah, so I totally recommend that you look him up. Um, he seems to be very creative. He has a creative mind. Um, I wish I could be a part of a podcast like that. Like, I don't know if I could ever do voice acting though. I feel like it would be kind of hard. Also, I probably couldn't write a, not, um, a fiction podcast because it seems like a lot of work. And also, I just feel like maybe that's something I'm not, like, talented at, like, writing stories like that. But anyway, definitely check him out. Alrighty, well, thank you so much if you made it this far and you listened to the entire episode. I really appreciate it. It's really fun for me to um, record these. I don't know if they're fun to listen to because I really don't really edit it, edit them much, obviously, as you've heard. Um, I kind of just add the music in the background because Anchor's like, you want to add music? And I'm like, sure, I'll add music. And then I just upload it and share it with my friends. So, um... I'm planning on kind of looking into ways of becoming a better podcaster and eventually I'm going to try to narrow it down and like pick things that I'll like consistently talk about um, or maybe I'll just do this where I pick things to talk about. Um, I think I'm always going to do the podcast recommendation until I run out of podcasts I've listened to um, and I might talk about music a lot just because it's just something I love. I just love music. Um, But yeah, maybe this will just continue being me talking about whatever I want to talk about. Or if there's something you want me to talk about, um, leave a little voice message on Anchor. Or you can follow me and DM me on Instagram. My Instagram at is autumn.trbl. That's A-U-T-U-M-N dot T-R-B-L. So definitely hit me up there. If you enjoyed listening to this follow me on whatever podcast app you're listening to this on and watch out for these episodes. I would love to do them weekly, but I, uh, you know, school's busy. Maybe I won't, but yeah, I really do appreciate you listening to this. It's just something I love doing for fun and so far I'm enjoying it. So yeah, definitely let me know what you think. If you think I'm annoying, you can tell me because Even if you do, I'm still going to do this, but I would like to know what you think. So anyway, I hope you have a fantastic week. I hope you have a great spooky season in October. Go do something fall and fun themed. Go to a bonfire. Go pick an apple. Go drink some maple syrup or something, but have a great day.